Welcome to the 5x Growth Podcast, where your host, Carl, brings you the best insights and takeaways from the books I read on startups, entrepreneurship, marketing, and sales. Get ready to level up and accelerate your personal and professional growth with every episode. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? So today we're continuing our book, Late Bloomers, and we're moving on to chapter one. It's called Our Early Bloomer Obsession. The fetish for youth and early blooming has reached such a fever pitch that fashion commentator pronounced that youth is the new global currency. Let's pause. We're not wrong to recognize and congratulate early bloomers. Their achievements deserve acknowledgement, but our culture's obsession with early achievement has become detrimental to the majority of the population, to the multitudes of us who developed in different ways and at a different paces. It pushes the message that if you haven't become famous, reinvented an industry, or banked seven figures while you're still young enough to get caught, you've somehow made a wrong turn in life. This message, I believe, is far more dangerous than most people realize. Spanning all accredited universities and colleges, the nationwide acceptance rate dropped by 10% in the last 10 years. The simple fact is, there are very few automatics anymore in the world of higher education. This intense pressure has spawned entire industries based on squeezing the best performance out of kids and young adults, no matter the cost. Some families spend up to 10% of their income on registration fees, travel, camps, and equipment to keep their kids practicing for success on the field or in the gym. But today, it's not enough that kids practice. They have to practice the right way, in the way that conforms to research psychologist Anders Ericsson's concept of deliberate practice. As described by Ericsson, famous for his 10,000-hour concept discussed in Malcolm Gladwell's best-selling book Outliers, deliberate practice involves the systematic pursuit of personal personal improvement by focusing on well-defined specific goals and areas of expertise. Parents who want their child to practice deliberately must hire a teacher or coach who has a demonstrated ability to help others improve the desired area, say chess, ballet, or music, and who can also give continuous feedback. It also requires your child to constantly practice outside his or her comfort zone. With concentration, it seems any child can be taught to be a prima ballerina or chess champion, a mathematic prodigy or a Michelin star chef. According to the prevailing series on grit, focus and practice, any child with enough deliberate practice and parents with a lot of money can become a concert-level cellist or an Olympic equestrian. The experience of trying to reach that level can help them get into college and later land the perfect job. So what could possibly be be the downside? 
to these trends. For many children, this intense pressure for early achievement is damaging to their physical and mental health. Millions of American children are on prescribed drugs for attention de deficit disorder primarily because their ADD hurts their ability to sit still and pay attention in school, thus hurting their grades, their standardized test scores, and ultimately their college prospects. Let's stop and ask, is the sacrificial expenditure of money, wrecked family dinners, and kids exhausted from organized activities producing better, more productive, or happier people? Is it helping people bloom? For the majority of kids, it's doing the exact opposite. This pressure for early achievement has an unwitting dark side. It demoralizes young people. By forcing adolescents to practice like professionals, to strive for perfection and to make life choices in their teens or earlier, we're actually harming them. We're stunning their development closing their pathways to discovery and making them more fragile. Just when we should be encouraging kids to dream big, take risks, and learn from life's inevitable failures, we're teaching them to live in terror of making the slightest mistake. Forging kids into wonder kids is making them brittle. In pursuit of early blooming to get the highest possible test scores and GPAs, be admitted to the best college and enter the right career track. We give young adults precious little time to be kids, and the perceptions that young people are just smarter, as once declared by Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg, implies they should be successful more quickly. But often they're not. For every Zuckerberg who made his million by 23, uh, there are tens of thousands of 20-somethings sitting in their parents' basements wondering why they performed poorly in school and haven't yet made a movie, disrupted an industry, or started a fashion line. The anxiety has paralyzed an entire generation of young people just at the point when their lives should be dynamic. Yet our cultural obsession with early achievement creates a strong expectation that young people should be achieving more, achieving it faster, and achieving it younger. For the 20-something amongst us, the message is clear. Succeed right now or you never will. In the introduction, I defined a late bloomer as a person who fulfills their potential later than expected. Often their talents aren't even visible to others initially. The key word here is expected. And second, they fulfill their potential while marching to their own drummer. They don't grit their teeth to try to meet the expectations of their parents or society. Late bloomers can have late blooming can happen at any age, and it can happen more than once in a person's lifetime. Truth is, many factors can slow our blooming early in life, including delayed physical or neurological development, uh, or early childhood trauma, non-standard learning styles, socioeconomic status, 
geographical restrictions, illness, addiction, career turbulence, even plain bad luck. Many of us growing up are unable to reach our full potential at school and therefore therefore fall short of our university and professional potential. Because we're fed negative messages about our learning abilities, uh, we're told you just don't have a mind for science or you'll never be a good writer. Then as we age, marriage, pregnancy, childcare and other family obligations with competing urgencies limit our opportunities and affect our career trajectory. Other obstacles to blooming include accidents and illness, depression and addiction. These are all too common setbacks delay a real blooming uh, of our talents and purpose leaving us to face a culturally induced sense of marginalization. Many people like me recognize themselves as late bloomers. Others may feel a vague sense that their careers haven't quite clicked yet. All of us know someone, care about someone, or love someone who seems stuck in life. The critical thing to remember is we cannot give up on ourselves or on others, even and especially if society has made it harder to catch up. As society celebrates the early bloomers, countless examples of late bloomers can be found in virtually every field. These are just some of the famous late bloomers. So basically, in the book, in this chapter, the author kind of provided with a a lot of examples of late bloomers. Let's say one of them was J.K. Rowling's. Uh, it's the author of Harry Potter. Now she's like very successful and she has a lot of money. And kind of he explained her past that she just she had a lot of kids. She divorced and only at like 40, 50 years old, she got the success that she deserved. So and he also provided multiple different examples in different fields in business in, and so on. I just decided not to include it. But if you want, you can kind of Google examples of late bloomers. Oh, he also provided the example of Morgan Freeman, you know, and he was like that he became only famous uh, like at, at the later stage in life. The creator of McDonald's also when he was 50. And what comes to my mind is like uh, the actor from my favorite TV show, Brian, Brian Cranston. Uh, like from Breaking Bad he also became super famous only later in his life so yeah let's just continue with the book but you can kind of find all those examples of late bloomers and they're just kind of there are there are numerous examples of late bloomers so there are millions of others who aren't famous but are highly accomplished and personally fulfilled they just don't get publicized. Creativity is not the sole province of the youth. Some of us simply need more time, experience, and experimentation to develop a past and realize our talents. Life is often defined by snacks and setbacks, by detours and disappointments. Purpose and wisdom 
strengths of the late bloomer. Some come from a portfolio of these experiences making late bloomers more reflective, more considerate and more patient. Late bloomers often have a higher level of empathy. They are usually better at regulating their emotions. They have high levels of emotional intelligence and they have better coping skills. Not surprisingly, handling adversity and setbacks is something late bloomers do better than early achievers. We are in danger of losing a valuable narrative about our lives, that we are capable of blooming at any age and in any stage of our lives. Late bloomers are disappearing from the stories we tell about ourselves as we become trapped by our cultural worship of the precociously talented, the usefully ambitious, and the extraordinarily smart, the wonder kids. This new ideal has become so persuasive, I would argue that it has chipped away at our feelings of worth and security. For some, it may have narrowed or even eliminated traditional pathways to success. It's robbed too many of us of a sense of control over, over our lives and our destinies. Our mad drive for early achievement and the taint of failure that colors those of us who do not attain it has squandered our national talent and stunned our creativity. A healthy society needs all its people to realize they can bloom and rebloom, grow and succeed throughout their lives. This should be obvious, but we've made it terribly hard. That's all for today's episode of the 5X Growth Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with a friend and leave us a rating and review. For show notes and more, visit our website at 5xgrowth.com. Until next time, stay focused and keep growing.